that is tax theft by the government. I think most people would concede that it isn't, but rather a necessary means to provide protection of life, property and human intellect. I mean, you may think of some other benefits and I'd welcome your comments, but in my opinion, everything else is a subset of these three. Now, once we've conceded that, we're then faced with further questions such as what is a fair level of taxation? Who should pay it? How should it be paid? And when should it be paid? I mean, if you've accumulated assets having already paid various forms of tax, is it then right to have those assets taxed again? I mean, I was um, listening to Professor Harjun Chang, a political economist at Cambridge University, and he made an interesting point, although it was in reference to corporate taxation. But the principles are very similar. You see, companies receive an incredible amount of state subsidies in the form of funding, the education for the very employees who end up working for them, the development of state infrastructure, such as roads, rail, power lines, broadband, and through the provision of a healthcare system and a police force. Therefore, only because the latter is all in place can companies make the sales and in turn the profits that they do. Now, can the same principles then be applied to assets that citizenry own, especially property? Possibly. You see, house prices don't necessarily increase due to the activity of the owner of the property, but rather policies of the government. And therefore, is the argument that the government takes a portion of that growth a reasonable one? Hmm. You see, in the UK, the inheritance tax rate on wealth above £325,000 is generally 40%. Yeah. I'm not sure how they've come up with a figure of 40%, but it doesn't feel like such policies have made a 40% difference on the growth of one's asset, say from the date of purchase. Yeah. Um, also no inheritance tax is not a tax on gain, it's simply a tax on wealth, that, uh, wealth upon which tax has already been paid. So look, I accept that there is merit in the argument for some sort of tax on death, but I'm unsure as to whether 40% is a fair charge or whether it would be fairer to continue to tax the capital gain on one's assets on death in its stead. When it comes to capital gains, you see, um, once you pass away, um, you receive a what we call a capital gains tax uplift, so you don't actually pay capital gains on death. Whereas if you were to sell a property of yours, an asset of yours during your lifetime, um, and there is a gain on that, um, provided that gain is at a sufficient level, you could be paying a good 10, 18, 28% tax on that particular gain. Yeah, having accounted for you know allowances and so forth. So like on that note, let's talk about avoiding inheritance tax. Avoiding inheritance tax isn't a legal problem. Evading it is. Right? Now, there's a distinction between... Well, it's an important distinction. Evading it is when there's an illegal non-payment or an underpayment of inheritance tax. Avoiding it, rather, is when you structure your assets in such a manner your assets don't fall into the inheritance tax regime to the same degree, thereby reducing your bill. It's important to know that all forms of legitimate inheritance tax avoidance require you to give up your absolute autonomy 
over such assets, and in my view, legitimate inheritance tax avoidance is not immoral, although I do accept there are some interesting contrary views. So you see, inheritance tax is generally charged when there's a transfer of value, and it's usually charged on death. Now, if you were to gift an asset during your lifetime, it's only deemed to be outside your estate, provided you survive seven years from making that gift. Should you die within those seven years, the value of the gift is brought back into your estate and taxed accordingly. Should you gift your asset to your spouse, for instance, a registered charity or even a political party, as they are classed as exempt beneficiaries, there is no inheritance tax to be paid on that transfer of value. Unfortunately, your children aren't counted as exempt beneficiaries and therefore, should they receive a transfer of value, an inheritance tax on that asset is to be paid. I mean, this largely relates to you know, the distribution of wealth between people and the, the, the reluctance to have uh, you know, wealth accumulated accumulate within one particular family, but, I mean, you know, there's much to be said on that, I mean, there are many, many wealthy families with an accumulation of significant amounts of wealth that have lasted generations upon generations, but anyway, maybe another podcast. Alright, so, um, so there are several exemptions and reliefs, you know, offered by the government where the seven-year rule doesn't apply and so when a transfer of value occurs it's deemed to be outside of one state immediately and uh, they are for instance um, gifts up to the annual exemption of three thousand pounds in each tax year regular small gifts up to two hundred and fifty pounds to multiple people in each tax year normal expenditure out of income provided there's a, regu- a regular pattern paid from income. Uh, it didn't come out, f- sorry, it didn't um, affect one's normal standard of living. And also gifting consideration of marriage up to, let's say, £5,000 if you're gifting that amount to a child, £2,500 if you're gifting it to a grandchild, and £1,000 if you're gifting it to um, another person. Uh, those gifts do tend to to be made on the day of the marriage or soon before it, not necessarily after it, unless there's a binding agreement that was made prior to it. Okay, but having considered all those you know, exemptions, they're often paltry to the size of one state and do little to mitigate the effects of tax immediately, you know, thereby you know, leaving advisors such as myself, uh, leaving advisors, uh, well, regulated advisors in, in particular as well. Who, who work with the likes of me to put in place you know, far more sophisticated strategies. There is, however, okay, um, an area of legislation that I think is oft forgotten, and which is found in Section 11 of the Inheritance Tax Act uh, 1984. Now, this, this legislation is actually very interesting and incredibly lucrative, in fact. Uh, that's, the provision exists where one party of a marriage makes a gift to a dependent and such person could be a spouse, uh, a child or even a relative. The gift is not deemed to be a transfer of value and so it's deemed to be immediately outside of the transfer's estate. So there's no seven year rule here. Yeah. 
um, then there's no limit to how much you can actually gift, provided it meets certain criteria. And that, that criteria largely relates to um, what is the what does the dependent actually need? Yeah. So consider a scenario where the, there's a minor child, yep, who has ten years time education remaining at a cost of let's say forty thousand per year plus university fees of twenty thousand per year for a three year course, you know, forty thousand times ten, you know, do the math, four hundred thousand, twenty thousand times three, sixty thousand. So you got four hundred and sixty thousand pounds, uh, you know, um, that provided it's structured properly, could be removed from the parents' estate practically immediately. So someone like myself, well, I'd be thinking of transferring that 460000 into something called a discretionary gift trust and due to section 11 there wouldn't be a chargeable lifetime transfer of 20% that is ordinarily charged on similar lifetime transfers. Should the parent die, that trust fund doesn't form part of uh, the parent's estate for inheritance tax. Okay, and consider a second scenario then. Um, let's say uh, involving a dependent elderly relative, maybe your mother or your father, yeah, who needs to go into care or who needs care. Needs care. What I'd be thinking is to purchase a two-bedroom property of reasonable value, let's say £325,000 for their parent, which would then be occupied by, which would also be occupied by a living carer. Under Section 11, the purchase is not a transfer of value, and it's immediately outside of the adult child's estate for the purchase is for a dependent relative, that is the parent. Now, with appropriate rules and trust in place for that parent, once that parent passes away, their property falls into appropriate trusts, which don't fall or return to the estate of the child, thus avoiding generational inheritance tax. Generational inheritance tax is essentially uh, um, a successive charge of inheritance tax on the same wealth as it passes down generations. Both scenarios require you know, very careful planning, but yes, they are feasible. And it's also clear that the transferrer needs to give up a degree of autonomy in order to mitigate the tax threat. But when you've got a few hundred thousand as a potential liability, it could definitely be a worthy trade. I think. So yeah, um, it's one of my favourite ways to avoid inheritance tax. But there are a plethora of different mechanisms, uh, different approaches that can be taken uh, but I would like to stress on a final note okay, and, I, and I get asked this quite a lot by people who have most of their wealth in property I cannot stress the importance of diversifying your assets enough yet yeah, don't stick all of your money into buy to let portfolios or you know just buy to let portfolios in fact I mean and, and where you have a concern for inheritance tax. I mean, if that is the case, then sadly you've got very little you know, that you can actually do to mitigate it, which won't require uh, 
some form of liquidating. Yeah. So the the crux of the matter is if you've got you know significant amounts of by, uh, significant amounts of wealth in property, you know, strategies will include liquidating considerable amount of those properties and then reinvesting um, those you know the cash proceeds from that in a in a particular manner yeah okay so that's me done for another podcast it seems like it's uh, uh, another podcast after only a few days okay okay so thank you goodbye